So next up is going to be two of my very favorite people talking about a badass lady who may or may not have been cross-eyed. Please put your hands together for Karen Michelle, as she is on Facebook, and Mr. Chuck Hawk Walters with Spy Story. Now, so we start these off, and we like to thank Timmy and Karen for writing the script. And, and me for really just showing up. So, That's all I needed. We start every show with every life is a story, some are bestsellers. And then really cool music. So, really, really cool yeah, music. Yeah, it is. It is. If you haven't listened, you should listen just because the intro is super cool. I thought of it. Just, I feel the need to always validate what I think of because he takes credit for like everything I do. So. So. <laughs> Every life is a story. Some are bestsellers. Who are you going to tell me about today, Karen? Today we're going to learn about Nancy Hart. Not Nancy Wake, like you talked about yesterday. And not Nancy Hart that was on good... And not... Had the big, nice legs? She had the nice legs? <sighs> no. I would just like to point out that I was asked to do this at about 10 o'clock last night. So I didn't get a, I didn't get a lot, of, I didn't get a chance to do a lot of research on this. Chuck told me Nancy Hart, and I thought it was strange he that- Nancy Wake. Yeah, first he said Nancy Wake, then he said Nancy Hart, and I was thinking Nancy Wilson of Hart. Yeah. So <laughs> I've got her life story down. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you all about Magic Man. <laughs> Well, anyway, um, today we're going to learn about the Revolutionary War era frontiers woman, Nancy Hart. She was a spy, and this is her story. She was born Anne Morgan in either Pennsylvania or North Carolina. Nobody knows for sure, but she was born one of those places around 1735, and they called her Nancy, which was a nickname for Anne. I, weirdly I don't enough, get that either. Yeah. Daniel Boone was rumored to be her cousin. Yes, and this connection to Boone is a myth, but Nancy was related to Daniel Morgan. Who can tell me who Daniel Morgan was? See, this breaks my heart. <laughs> breaks my heart. I knew I was going to ask that question and just hear crickets. He did. Okay, we got a winner there. So he was, a, he was a famous American pioneer and a soldier and a politician from Virginia. He was a great battlefield strategist in the Revolutionary War, and he commanded troops in the Whiskey Rebellion. And Nick Johnson, you know all about the Whiskey Rebellion. So, Well, Nancy grew up to be over six feet tall, which was significantly taller than most of the men at that time. I read that she was tall, gangly, and raw-boned. Yes. Yeah. Raw-boned. Yeah. Raw. <laughs> that doesn't sound attractive. I don't know. And also painful. Um, she was considered uh, very muscular, and she had flaming red hair, which was true to her temper, uh -huh. which could be very wild and passionate. And the rumor is that she was cross-eyed, 
but we don't have proof that this was true. <laughs> it is a fun rumor, though. It is a good rumor. It's mm -hmm. a great rumor. Yeah. The local Cherokee took to calling her Wahacha, which meant war woman. She was never a book-learning kind of woman. In fact, she was thought to be illiterate. But despite this, she was well-versed. Do you see what I did there? Well-versed, but illiterate. Mm -hmm. that was, yeah, that's good, that right? Was I know, good, I know. Karen. But despite <laughs> <laughs> she she was a, very good with herbalism, and she was a great hunter. She was considered an excellent shot, which I think might kind of take away the whole cross-eyed thing. Because if you're an excellent shot and you're cross-eyed, that might not be. See which way she's shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she was so excellent because it was like. The Matrix yeah. kind of thing, yeah. I think this is where the two birds with one stone originated. That is an excellent... Because she was cross-eyed, she saw two birds, she threw one rock, hit it, and got then two it just, birds with one stone. There she you go. She was a hoot at axe throwing. <laughs> yes, <she was. laughs> That's good. Well, the townspeople also knew her, despite her wild temper, as a kind and generous healer who would use her herbs and concoctions as medicine for all the local people. Huh. Yes. So as she grew into her 30s, Nancy met Benjamin Hart. Now, you know, Nancy is kind of a rough-and-tumble kind of lady, and Benjamin Hart is a lot more genteel. So, um, But she met him, and he just was taken with her. And when she was 36, the two married, and they made a life along the Broad River in Wilkes County, Georgia. Where Nancy was well-educated and living off the land, Benjamin was formally educated. In fact, he was a justice of the peace, and his signature graces many of Georgia's earliest documents. Yes, now... When I talk, I'm giving like historical facts. Which so he looks up on his bits. own yeah. and writes. So it's kind of, my stuff's kind of important, so pay attention. Yeah, it's bold here. What's it's that? bolded here. So. It's bold, yeah. It's, it's like the Bible it. when it's in the head. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. written yeah. in bold so that he knows. I'm coming, yeah, yeah, I'm the spy stories Jesus, really. <laughs> um, so anyway, this section of Georgia that the two settled in along the Broad River was known as the Ceded Lands from the 1773 Cherokee and Creek Indian Treaty. Now these, treaty were, these treaties, if you look them up, they're very tricky things because sometimes one tribe, like the Cherokee, would sell millions of acres to land to the government, but the Shawnee might live there. <laughs> so these people would come in and settle and they'd think, oh, this is all cool, we bought it from, you know, the, the Indians, the Native Americans, but they didn't buy it from the other group that was there. So, yes, so they would be attacked by the other groups, and it uh, wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. Um, one, one chief, Cherokee chief, told Daniel Boone after he sold him a bunch of land, he said, we sold you some very fine land, but I'm afraid you're going to have trouble if you try to live there, <laughs> because... Because the Shawnee lived there, so. That sounds like some of the things that happen on history dweebs a little bit. Like, uh, yeah, we the people add things in that were not expected. Is that? Yes. Yeah. We have a, we we've had problems with that. Yeah. yeah. I can't yeah. imagine where that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well. The area in Georgia began to have more to do with the Revolutionary War because the Southern theater became more relevant in the final years of the war, especially the battles of Camden, 
Cowpens, Guilford Courthouse, and Yorktown. After the 1780 fall of Charleston to the British, the South actually became the main theater of the Revolutionary War. Now, you're kind of a Revolutionary War guy. Do you have anything you want to add about that? Mean? I mean, you're smart. Oh, I, I'm dating a British lady, so you know. She's a Tory. Oh. Um, is she still bitter? Is she still bitter? Is she still bitter? Leanne. Are you still bitter that you lost? About the beating we yeah. gave you? About the big old can of whoop ass that we gave you. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nancy's husband, Benjamin, he was a patriot, but he didn't really like to fight. But he, he had to. He kind of, everyone kind of made him. So he did join his neighbor, whose name was John Dooley, at the Battle of Kettle Creek. What now, was his name John Dooley? Yeah, John Dooley. That's a cool name. Um, there are some accounts of Nancy fighting at that battle. If you look her up, there's a lot of things that say that she was there. But a lot of actual historians dispute that account, and they say that Benjamin's story and Nancy's story got mixed up. Now, again, like I said before, Benjamin's family was rather genteel and well-regarded. He had some, some famous relatives. So, he so did. it's possible that she did all the work. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, he took the credit. Kind of like this podcast, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just, I got you. Well, uh, so a big raw-boned woman was doing all the work, and he was taking credit for it. Well, in fact, one of their relatives was former Missouri Senator Thomas Hart Benton, known as Old Bullion. Oh, that's a nickname there. Mm. That is. He liked to float in big vats of warm water. He was a champion of westward expansion and an ally of President Jackson and President Van Buren. He was also related to Henry Clay. I don't. But she was also related to. He. Well, he was also related to Thomas Hart Benton who was a, a no, no, famous no. American painter. He was related to Henry Clay, too. I, I said Henry no, Clay. No, he didn't. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you have the bold part. Nick, could you do something about my heckler, please? <laughs> okay. She was related to two Thomas Bentons. He. 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 <laughs> And what? Are you assuming genders now? Yes. <laughs> he was, we don't know how they identified back then. But anyway, his claim to fame is he was the painter that taught Jackson Pollock. This was another descendant. Yeah. 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 Well, the times that Benjamin did join the rebel army to fight the British and everyone around town was leaving to protect themselves, Nancy was like, no, I ain't leaving my house. I got this because she, she could handle her business. Since she was one of only a few left, she found out the local patriots were in desperate need of information. So Nancy stepped forward and bravely volunteered as a spy. What do you think about that, Brandy? <laughs> 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 I 
One of the disguises that she employed to gather information was um, she would dress up as a crazy man wandering about the British camps. So she was just kind of like wandering around and the British people were being exceedingly helpful and trying to show you know, this man where to go, and all this. so she would gather the information there. So she would wander aimlessly, gather the information, and then report it back to General Elijah Clark. So um, at one point, General Clark needed some extra intelligence about a specific enemy camp in South Carolina, and surprisingly, no men wanted to volunteer for the dangerous and messy mission, because it involved going over a river and things it that were scary. difficult. It was scary. So the men were like, no, no. So the woman, Nancy, was like, I'll do it. Well, right, ladies? How many times? What? I'll do it. I got this. No, it was like, you know what? Crazy cross-eyed Nancy will do it. At Raw boned. <laughs> Raw boned Nancy. Still, the chick did the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just pulling that. Yeah. Okay. So... She used her frontier knowledge and she went to work. She used logs and grapevines to create a raft and then she took the raft across the river. Once across, she donned her usual disguise, gathered the information and took the same difficult journey back to deliver the intelligence. And I'm sure that some of the men there complained about the intelligence she got, like it wasn't good enough or something. Well, or yeah, she misspelled things or <whistles> doubled down. On Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> Alrighty then. After much of the information was exposed, the British, you know, after all their plant people started to know all their plans, they were like, hmm, something must something's going on here. Something Yeah, British can be like that. They're yeah. very suspicious yeah, they people, right? <laughs> and they started to zone in on the nonchalance and hardy matriarch of the family. Hardy, get it? Nancy Hart, Hardy. Yeah, if you look us up on iTunes, we have probably 10 negative reviews from her puns. <laughs> Just her puns alone. Actually, it was from your mansplaining. I yeah, well. <laughs> well minute, so you get comments about his mansplaining for the script that you write. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Makes sense, yes. Okay, well, they eventually sent a British scout to spy on her and see if she was a danger to their cause. So, one evening, Nancy was busy making soap when one of her children informed her that there was an eyeball peering in through a hole between the logs of the cabin. In response to this, Nancy calmly took a ladle like she was going to stir her soapy concoction, but instead she filled the large ladle and poured the boiling liquid directly onto the eyeball. The line everything. Yeah. As the soldier outside the cabin screamed and writhed with pain, Nancy grabbed her, got all the kids out there, and they tied him up, and then they delivered him to the, to the local Patriot militia. That's so. cool. Yeah. Yeah. See? Leanne? Guys <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be looking in people's houses. <laughs> That's what happens. Ladle for a soap. <laughs> the woman was also fiercely concoction. Where did yes. you get looky loo? I didn't say it because it sounded cheesy, okay. so I just read okay. She was also fiercely protective. Once, a patriot who was on the run from British soldiers that were trying to capture him ducked into her cabin for respite. 
and Nancy had the young man tell her what was going on. Then she directed him to go back out and act like bait and lead the men to her cabin door. So, a few minutes later, several soldiers, I believe it was six, pounded at her door and they rudely demanded information. That they were British, so how rude could they, could it, they have really been? I mean. Oh, they can be rude. Well, oh. they were. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Nancy played stupid and said that she had not encountered anything strange all day. The soldiers were a little suspicious, but they were even more arrogant, so they just kind of swaggered around, and they decided to kill one of Nancy's hens and then demanded that she cook it for them for dinner. So, I'm going to have done that, Chuck? Um, I have demanded sandwiches before, but I've never killed a hen. And, and here's... This does not end well for them. So. <laughs> Little did they know, they had killed her prize hen. Ooh. Yeah. Don't want to kill the prize hen. So she narrowed her eyes, and then she smiled a very large smile. You know, the, you know the smile, ladies. Yeah. Well, these men had never been married before, so they didn't recognize the smile and <laughs> run away. So <laughs> they just thought she was happy to cook them a hen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Nancy smiled this wide smile, opened the door, and invited the men inside. So they came inside, and they made, just made themselves at home, made themselves comfortable, and she offered them some homemade wine. The men, unaware of the strength of, of the spirits that they were consuming, have y'all had homemade wine? Homemade? It's, it's not weak. Nope. Okay. The men were not aware of this, and they got quickly drunk. Once they were kind of out of it and sleeping. Nancy took all of their guns and she and her kids kept watch, keeping the guns pointed directly at the British soldiers who woke up to find themselves hostages. They kept the guns trained on the men until the Patriot that she'd sent out earlier returned with help. Unfortunately, while she was waiting on reinforcements, two of the soldiers thought that she had just been kidding when she said, don't move a muscle but she wasn't, so these two men were shot dead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she shot a third one later for leaving up the toilet seat. That was... <laughs> so, when Benjamin Hart, her husband, and the other militia members made it to the house, they were gonna just shoot the remaining soldiers, but Nancy, she wasn't gonna have that because they killed her prize hen. So, they were gonna, they were gonna pay for that. So, she demanded that they be hanged, <laughs> which they were. Shooting them was not good enough right. for killing the hen. Even the previously shot men, the ones that she'd already killed, had their necks broken post-mortem so that they would join all of their friends in the <laughs> hanging. So. Yeah, and asked, one soldier asked if he had any last words. He said... Ye old bitches be crazy. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well, legend has it that Nancy even sang Yankee Doodle as the men were put to death. So, men, you don't want to kill a woman's prize hen. It's not going to work out for you. You just got to recognize the smile is what you got to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so... Although a lot of historians doubted this whole account, this whole story about her killing these guys and everything, 
Um, the answer on whether or not it was true came in 1912. So. Yes, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Poignant pause. When Everton, I just wanted you to take this all in. When Everton and Eastern Railroad was being constructed, six human skeletons were, with broken necks were found on the Hart property. So, now, there were only five soldiers. No, there were so. six. I'm sorry, six soldiers, you're right. <laughs> so there's a lot of other stories about the fiery spirited heart. Um, a, most of these stories were repeated from one generation to the next, and they gained more color and drama with each repetition, much like my co-host's stories. Wow. We've all heard the same ones over and over again, and they're a little bit different each time, right? you got to improve on them. I'm constantly trying to improve. There you go. Well, some of the stories included fighting Tories with a bag of grain and sniping British soldiers from various high points of the property. In a surprising turn of events, according to Georgia Governor George Rockingham Gilmer, who was well acquainted with Nancy, the wild frontierswoman became very, very religious after the war. So... So religious, in fact, that she felt that it was her duty to help those that were already religious be even more so. So after finding a local Bible society locked up to protect the delicate sensibilities of all the people inside, Nancy took out her trusty hunting knife and crudely and decisively cut off the lock, and then she walked right in. It's possible that they were trying to keep her out. <laughs> Stalked right in, and she became what historians have written down as a shouting Christian. So the proper quiet Methodists. Aren't you a Methodist? I am a Methodist. I have Are been a shepherd. Are you proper and quiet? I have actually, this is a true story. I've actually been asked to leave a service before. <laughs> Weren't you like telling somebody to wrap it up or something? Um, yeah. They were going too long. The sermon got to be like 50 minutes. So you started like, shouting. On, and dude. like Yeah. 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 If you can't make your, if you yeah. can't sell it in the first fifteen minutes, it's not a podcast, for God's sake. <laughs> exactly. Don't just get up there and ramble on. Tell me stories. Right. Well, they said that um, she fought the devil as manfully as she fought the Tories, but she didn't fight the Tories manfully. She fought the Tories womanfully. Am I right? Oh, for Christ's sake! Wow. Yeah. I'm just saying. She was raw bone. <laughs> she was raw bone. And cross-eyed. She was scary as hell. So after the 1780s, the Hearts moved to Brunswick, and then they apparently lived in both Alabama and South Carolina. And in South Carolina, Benjamin died. After her husband's death, Nancy tried to move back to her Broad River home, but found that it had been washed away in a flood. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, but you should probably not build on a place called the Broad River. That's true. It's true. After much cajoling, Nancy moved into the home of her son, John. In about 1803, John Hart moved his mother and the remainder of his family to Henderson County, Kentucky, to live near relatives. So Nancy lived out the rest of her life as a Kentuckian. Now, that sounds legit, giving her personality, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And the cross-eyedness. That, that's what I was saying. Maybe that's, maybe that's where the cross-eyed part made it into the story. Yes? Maybe. You, don't you look like do we have anybody from Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> do you know a lot of cross-eyed people in Kentucky? 
I no, I don't, but I'm sure. Well, Christ, he never leaves his house in Kentucky. He just comes straight to Ohio. <laughs> he's, on, he's on the... Sh- but I do know, she had actually... There was a... I don't know if you've got this in here, but... During the Civil War, mm-hmm. there was an all-female militia fought for the South, and they called themselves the Nancy Hearts. There's a big Nancy Hartz yeah. militia yeah. fans That's here, right. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, she ended up moving in with John, became a Kentuckian, and then she died. So she was buried in the Hart Family Cemetery outside of Henderson, Kentucky. And her life as a revolutionary war fighter has been memorialized in several ways. So on the approximate site of the original Hart homestead, the daughters of the American Revolution had a replica cabin built, even using chimney stones from their original home. In the same area, there was Lake Hartwell, Hartwell Dam, Hart State Park, and the Nancy Hart Highway, and they all served to commemorate the formidable warrior woman. Hart County was also named for Nancy and is one of the only counties in America named after a woman. So it's kind of interesting. In 1997, Nancy was inducted into the roles of the Georgia Women of Achievement. So, Anne Morgan Hart, better known as Nancy, was a daughter, a wife, a mother, a healer, a marksman, a patriot, a zealot, a grandmother, a warrior, and she was a spy. The life of Nancy Hart reminds us to be who we are, that our personalities are crafted for a purpose, and we need to keep our eyes open to what that purpose is. She reminds us that a healer and a warrior can exist in the same body, and that like Harriet the Spy reminds us, life is a struggle, but a good spy gets in there and fights. And until next time, keep fighting. Thank you. Yeah.